Welcome to Holistic Trauma Healing, a podcast that empowers you to heal trauma in the same way it has affected you as a whole person. I am Lindsay Lockett, your host. I have discovered a profound path to healing trauma that allows us to move out of the role of victim and into the role of empowered and conscious creator of our best possible reality. I offer hope, healing insights, and practical tips as you get to the root of how trauma has affected every part of your existence and how to weave a new web of life that isn't ruled by the past. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for coming and tuning back in. I don't know if you can tell any remarkable difference in the way my voice sounds this week versus last week. I am still recovering from that cold or upper respiratory infection or virus or whatever it was. I did take a COVID test in the very beginning when I felt sick and I kind of wish that I had waited and taken one, two days into being sick, like whenever I was full-blown sick because I really do think I had COVID. My first test was negative and I wish I had retested myself. And the reason why I say I think I had COVID is because it wasn't just like the sinus pressure and the congestion that I experienced, although that was definitely intense. Um, or three days later it moved into my chest and then I was like coughing up all kinds of phlegmy things. Um, but the biggest challenge for this has been the fatigue. So like, even though I feel like I've moved, I moved past the congestion, I'm not having to sleep sitting up anymore because I can breathe at night. Um, I don't even cough that much anymore, but it's just the fatigue. Oh my gosh, the fatigue. It's crazy how tired, just bone tired, eyes heavy, don't want to do anything but lay in bed kind of fatigue. It's really, really intense. So if I had COVID, then great. I'm glad I got it over with and I have the antibodies now. If I didn't have COVID, then, uh, you know, I'll keep waiting and maybe I'll get it because honestly, I just want to get it and get it over with at this point. Um, I'm not in a high risk category for complications from COVID. I'm a relatively healthy individual and I'm just honestly ready to get it and get it over with. So with that being said, I will not take up too much more of your time with my (laughs) sexy, raspy, congested voice. Um, So today's podcast episode is another exit interview with one of my clients. Her name is Bryn. She is just the sweetest, most willing, eager soul you've ever met. I mean, I just, Bryn and I had a soul contract of some sort. I I know that we did. Um, We were meant to meet in this lifetime and work together. And it was an honor, honestly, to support her. And I'm sharing these exit interviews with you or these client journeys with you because it's easy for you to read a landing page or a sales page about what I do as a coach. But to me, that doesn't matter. To me, what matters is the experience that people have whenever they work with me. I don't promise miracles. I don't promise to heal you from all the things. I don't promise that I'm going to get you off meds or that your symptoms are going to resolve or any of that. I don't promise any of that and I don't have that certainty and I can't offer it to anyone. And honestly, anyone who is offering you certainty that at the end of this 12 weeks, you will be a completely different person. I mean, honestly, like that's a red flag because nobody can promise that. Nobody can promise that. So I don't promise that. But what I do promise is to show up and to give you an intense investment of my time and energy And I am committed to connecting with my highest self and your highest self and 
allowing whatever comes through that would best support you to come through and support you. And I'm here every step of the way. So this is a journey that Bren went on whenever she worked with me for 12 weeks. And I'm also sharing this not only to give you a sneak peek into what it's like to work with me, but also because I am taking a very limited number of one-on-one coaching clients for the summer 2022. And if you are interested in being one of those clients, then there is a link in the show notes below where you can fill out an application to work for me work with me, not work for me, excuse me. (laughs) It's not a job application, it's a coaching application. Um, So my Holistic Trauma Healing Coaching Program is 12 weeks long. This is a focused and customized support container that is just for you. This is not a one-size-fits-all program. I meet you wherever you are and we go from there, wherever that journey is. I don't have the map in my head before we start. I'm taking it and stepping into the unknown with you and I just trust that wherever we're meant to go is where we're going to go. So you get six one-on-one private coaching sessions. You also get homework that includes nervous system work, embodiment, parts work, journaling, um, practicing awareness, learning to identify your subconscious programming, inner child work, grief work, anger work, honestly, whatever else you need. Um, I don't want to leave you high and dry in between our one-on-one calls, so I also give office hours support on both Slack and Boxer, and my clients receive a lifetime membership to my private online community, The Trauma Healer Circle, and inside that community, you also get bonus podcast episodes, group coaching calls, guided meditations, and my course, Belief Beyond the Binary. So as I said, I do only accept clients by application. And the reason for that is for this to work, you and I have to work well together and not everyone is going to work well together, either because we have different opinions or beliefs that we just can't get past or because you might actually need a therapist instead of a coach, or maybe you're still in a traumatizing environment or relationship and you're still experiencing traumatization on a daily basis or a regular basis. Um, You actually need to get out of that and establish safety first before you start working with a coach. Um, Or we just may not be an energetic match for each other, right? Like that happens. So I want to determine that it's a good fit for us to work together. And that's why I do an application process. Um, I also get asked if there's financial aid or scholarships available. The answer is no, not for my one-on-one coaching. I do try to offer different price points for my workshops, membership, my courses, and my group programs. But one-on-one coaching is the most intense, energetic investment that I make in my work. It's very hands-on for me and for you. And so I'm making that time and energy investment in you, and then you reciprocate um, by investing financially in me. And so in that way, we have a reciprocal relationship, and one of us isn't taking while the other one is only giving, and it just works so much better. So no, there are no financial aid or scholarships available. I also get asked, what are your credentials, Lindsay? Tell me how you're qualified to work with me. So I am not a licensed therapist or a licensed mental health provider. I am a I I do have a coaching certification, um, but my credentials are life experience, lived experience, and thousands of hours of my time and thousands of dollars invested in my own healing. And so if you're looking for someone with degrees hanging on their wall and tons of letters behind their name, then I'm not the coach for you, and that's okay. It's okay for you to go find the kind of coach that you need if certifications and credentials is what you need to feel safe. Um... I often have new clients or potential clients ask me for the science behind what I do. Prove to me that this is going to work, Lindsay. 
And while I'm sure that the science exists somewhere, that's not the sort of coach I am. I cannot logically and intellectually prove to you what you will learn to embody as we work together. There is a big, big difference between intellectual understanding and embodied understanding. And I'm here to help you discover the latter, the embodied understanding. So again, you can head to lindsaylockett.com forward slash apply. All the information about the program, including the cost, is given there. And then there's also a link to the application so you can apply. And I will, one way or the other, I will be in touch with you. Um, Whether it's a yes or it's a no, I will be in touch with you. And in order for me to be in touch with you, I need you to make sure you whitelist my email address because my emails tend to go to people's spam folders for some reason, and I have a strong suspicion that I've actually missed out on working with a lot of clients because my acceptance email went to their spam folder and they never even knew I sent it and they never found it. So if you do decide to apply to work with me, please make sure that you put my email address, which is hey, H-E-Y, at lindsaylockett.com, put it in your contacts. Please put it in your contacts and then it won't go to your spam folder, hopefully. So if you do apply, then you'll know and you don't have to wonder forever if you got accepted or not. So that's all I have to say about the coaching program. I hope that these client journey podcasts that I shared one last week and one this week, I hope they're really helpful for you in feeling if working with me as a coach feels like a yes in your body. Um, The energy of my work speaks for itself, but It also speaks highly whenever my clients have positive stories and positive journeys that they can share. And so I haven't had a negative uh, journey yet. Um, I'm totally open to the possibility of that happening one day, but I really think that you're going to enjoy Bryn and you're going to enjoy Bryn's story. And I know for sure you're going to enjoy Bryn's energy because she just has the most beautiful, sweet energy you've ever experienced. So Links below for applying for the coaching program are in the show notes. And without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with my client, Bryn. Hello, Bryn. Welcome to your holistic trauma healing coaching program exit interview. Thank you, Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. So um, let's just dive in here. If you think back to when we started our work together, what were your challenges? Yeah, um, I struggled a lot with um, just feeling safe within myself to like feel and experience my own feelings. Um, I struggled a lot with uh, holding any kind of loving space and compassion for my inner child. <laughs> um I struggled to see her as she was as just a child of um worthy of love and safety. And, um, yeah, I felt like I really, yeah, just struggled with trust (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide to go for it and work with me for for these last 12 weeks? (laughs) It was, it was actually, um, it fell into an alignment, um, after Lionsgate time, uh, around early August, I kind of hit rock bottom there. Um, I, my inner feminine was just screaming and rageful and angry. And, um, I just felt like I was 
that was at bottom. And so I started looking up just podcasts that I could listen to while at work. And I typed in like trauma healing and you came up and I listened to your podcast and I was slack jaw the entire time. I just like you hit every single nail right on the head. I don't even remember what episode I was listening to, but I just remember getting this like deep feeling within like my gut, my womb space, my legs of like, I need to know more. Like, this is it. This is a yes. This feels right. Um, and so I kept listening and, um, it might've been, uh, like a month or two afterwards that you came out with the pro coaching program. And I was like, yes, this is it. Like, this is, this is what I need. And I just listened to that. My intuition yelled at me. So I, I heard her. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it that you followed your intuition. So, I mean, we could probably take a lot of time just answering this question. Um, how have you grown over the last 12 weeks? Wow. Um, I've grown a lot into not only accepting myself, um, but my relationships that I'm in and have been in before. I've grown into this sense of compassion for like, not just myself, but those who hurt me as well. And holding that in a a space of love that I've never, never been able to experience for that before. Um, I felt like the trust within myself um, <laughs> landed and was, was able to resurface and be heard through the, the coaching session and um, my inner child, <laughs> my inner child for the first time felt nourished and whole and I continued to be able to hold her in that way um instead of asking her to change and saying that she's not good enough and yeah I've I felt like I've grown into a true version of myself <laughs> mm, that's amazing that's so beautiful so what were your biggest insights or surprises about this process Oh gosh. Um, my in biggest insights, probably the, the compassion I just mentioned for those that, that hurt me. Um, I never really was able to experience that side of myself through the, the anger and the grief. And that surprised me too, of like, just being able to like hold that container for myself with your help. Um, and, uh, let those feelings come through and how, how transformational just, you know, like a, a 20 minute session of sitting with those things <laughs> that was, um, and yeah, I felt like the, just the softening to my own victim stories was probably my biggest surprise. <laughs> mm, wow. That's, that's big. So, I mean, without giving away too much private detail, you, you have quite a trauma story and <laughs> you, you have one of those stories that 
it's, it's kind of hard for even me as a trauma coach who believes that healing anything is possible. Like you have one of those stories that even for me, I'm like, Oh, this might be a stretch. Like, (laughs) I don't know, you know, because you just have so much complex trauma. Um, I know your, your adverse childhood experiences score was like almost a 10. Um, like you had a lot and a lot of it came from your parents. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're not only like more embodied yourself, but also holding this intense compassion for the people who hurt you is, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I write Instagram content about, but to actually experience it with someone other than myself was really, really special for me, you know, like I, I've personally gotten a lot of flack on the internet for being like hurting people, hurt people, abusers need to heal too, perpetrators need to heal too. Like I've gotten so much flack over that. And I'm looking at you right now and you're nodding your head and like your parents could definitely be described as perpetrators and abusers. Yes. Like 100%. There was some illegal shit happening, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm looking at a person today who would you say that you don't feel like a victim of your childhood or your parents anymore? No, I, I feel grateful <laughs> for my childhood. Um, I feel grateful for everything I've experienced, even though it was the nastiest shit. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Um, and the fear that was there, I felt like served my, served the purpose to my liberation now. Um, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I, I believe that like where I'm at now today couldn't have been possible without having grown up where I grew up. Yeah. And And you're, you're like, you are actually embodying the sort of the principle that I talk about um, in episode 59 of the podcast about triggers. I've had Mm -hmm. a lot of questions about that episode where people have been like, so am I missing a healing opportunity by setting these really big boundaries with people who've hurt me? Is that me Mm -hmm. avoiding triggers? And my answer is always no, like you, you can set boundaries. You don't have to give people who've hurt you access to you. That doesn't mean you're avoiding triggers. Like it's okay to protect yourself. And you're kind of of going through that very thing of like needing to set some of these really big boundaries and draw some hard lines while also not avoiding it because it makes you so uncomfortable. And you know, you are healing and part of your healing is setting those boundaries. Right. And that doesn't mean you're avoiding triggers. Do you feel like you were able to sort of face a lot of your triggers and now you're showing up able to sovereignly set boundaries from a place of self-trust rather than from a place of avoidance? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the, just my triggers, like you know, they, they came up almost every day. It could have been like every second of the day, something would pop up and be triggering. And the fear around that was so intense and like having, 
having finally been able to like take a step back and go like um the sphere is speaking to me it's telling me something like i'm like i i'm not getting anywhere not listening to it mm-hmm. um, Ooh, it yeah. gave me chills <laughs> <laughs> i'm not getting anywhere not listening to it i love yeah. it so what were your biggest insights or surprises through this process? Did I ask you that question already? I think so. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Sorry. Next one. Um, so how is life showing up differently for you now? Life has been showing up differently in just like a lot of surrender, (laughs) a lot of surrender, um, just to life and what she has to offer. And, um, I feel really resolved um, in just experiencing it without like the fear of, um, sorry, I'm <laughs> having a hard time it's okay. It's answering okay. this question. Um, yeah, it, it just feels more real. <laughs> it feels more real and um, more safe. (laughs) It it feels safer to be alive. I mean, I spent the first half of my life wishing I was dead and trying to accomplish that. And I mean, it wasn't even, you know, a few months ago that I came to the realization that like, I just really didn't like to be alive. And um, I was ready to change that. And I feel a love for life that I, it's just a, a deeper level than I've experienced before. And a grat- the gratitude for it is, <laughs> I can't even begin to describe it. Well, you're literally like glowing. I don't know if it's the lovely light or if it's, <laughs> I'm going to say that it has something to do with this, but you're like literally glowing. And um, so are there any areas of, of what we started with that feel complete for you? Mm, I feel really complete in, um, the language of like my feelings. I feel complete in being able to like hold my container for that. Um, and also in my inner child, she feels so full and so nourished after this. And I feel very complete in having sat her down and letting her know that it's okay. And yeah, that, so the areas that feel complete for me. Are there any areas that feel incomplete that you're gonna keep working on as you go forward? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, I maybe don't feel complete in being able to um, see. I wrote all this down while I was I was sick. So <laughs> good. I'm glad you made notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, yeah, maybe just surrendering to my own intuition. I feel like surrender is just, it's just the act of opening over and over again. 
and I don't feel like that ever really stops in our life or yeah. death. <laughs> um, and so I guess that would be an area that doesn't feel complete, but I don't think should feel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. So was there anything I could have done differently to show up and support you in a different way or a better way? I I felt so supported through the whole thing, but maybe something that, that could be done differently is um, daily check-ins because I, <laughs> I did struggle to remember to, to check in daily, um, <laughs> but that would be, that would be the only thing that I'd okay. say. Fair enough. So what could make the holistic trauma healing coaching program better? Do you think? Just those daily check-ins, I think. Those daily check-ins. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. So how would you describe the process that you've just gone through to other people? I would describe it as a process of deep surrender, of a process of opening and releasing um, of looking like within yourself for the answers instead of externally. Um, I describe it as a process of self-remembrance. So were there any specific things or homework assignments or anything that I said or did that helped you come to that place of self-remembrance? Definitely the, the anger and grief ceremony. Um, probably the grief was the most deepest place of remembrance I've had for myself. When you go like into those dark and deep, like internal waters of your own soul, there's so much like water has, has a lot of memory. <laughs> that's, that's what we are. <laughs> is just memories of those of before us and of ourselves from all different versions of our past. And that the exercise of like creating that container for those harder feelings to come through and to be remembered and to be like seen and felt, um, the, the bus exercise too, (laughs) which I did struggle with. And I've, I've, been like I feel like slowly peeling back the layers of this onion yeah (laughs) um, with this exercise but that um that like being able to identify who's driving my bus (laughs) and and when are they trying to drive the bus and how can I guide them back to their seats and safely and sternly sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> totally. I seem to remember the bubble exercise being really oh, yeah, good for yeah. you too. <laughs> the bubble exercise. I also continue to practice that every day. I have my alarm set at 11, oh. 11 to check in and to strengthen that bubble and to feel like my own energy, um, just daily. Like when I'm around other people, because I, that was another thing I did struggle with was just being able to stay in touch with myself for the world that's ever changing mm-hmm. and just ever busy and like so much commotion and being able to like tap in to myself and to feeling, you know, feeling my own energy and like, what does Bryn need right now? Like not what, who whoever over there is doing or whatever they need yeah that was so so helpful (laughs) yeah that I remember that being a really big one for you Mm -hmm. so who were you when you started this program and who have you evolved 
N2. Who are you um, now? <laughs> uh, who am I now? I well, when I started, I was I was a victim. And I'd say I'm I'm not that anymore. <laughs> I I'd say I'm myself in all parts of myself. Um I feel just <laughs> like struggling to describe this. <laughs> um that's okay. Your face says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh I was somebody that lived in a lot of fear when I started. I lived in a place of just surviving every day. Um, and I'd say I'm somebody that's experiencing every day now. Mm. That's opening to every day instead of closing and like bunkering down for what's going to happen. I'm opening up and welcoming it. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) So what did you like the most about this coaching program? I loved the way that you just pointed me back to myself every time when I come to you with like, I'm, I'm feeling this way. Like I feel anxious. I feel like, like disconnected. You give like the VU exercise that I, (laughs) I really, really love that. Um, I really love that like you just every time were so gentle and pointing me back like okay well what does like what do you need from me right now it's point and just even that when you'd say that to me I'm like oh okay so like I can get this from myself (laughs) it's just the the pointing me back to my own like intuition to my own like sovereignty and like autonomy over my own choices um, and holding me accountable to that too. <laughs> I really, really loved that. It was like every time you'd say, like, okay, Lindsay, okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll surrender. I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'll flow with it. <laughs> I won't continue to build this dam of like, well, I don't want it to overspill and like drown me. I, I really loved that. Like, it was just a reminder that my head was still above water. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to just acknowledge you for, you know, I, I mean, we went some scary places, right? (laughs) We went to some, we went to some really scary places and there were even times when I was like, Ooh, I feel like I need to tread carefully. Like, I don't want to trigger her. I don't want to emotionally flood her because like, I can't be there in person, you know? And it was like, just I had to put so much trust back in you and on you knowing your limits and on you knowing what was right for you and what wasn't. And like always reminding you, like, you know what you need, you know? Um, I was just talking to another one of my clients before this call. And there were times when he, he said that he felt overwhelmed sometimes with the volume of homework that I gave, but he trusted himself to know what was like the most relevant for him at that time. Mm -hmm. And I never was like, Oh, you know, you didn't do your homework, like shaking my (laughs) finger at him, you know, because that, I mean, that like, that's part of my letting go too. Right. Is like, I'm not actually the driver here. You are, you know, I'm just the person like 
writing in the passenger seat and like, maybe I'm holding the map and I'm like looking at the map every once in a while and not even telling you where to turn, but just being like, it might be a good idea to turn here. Like, (laughs) you know, so, um, was so empowering to have that trust, um, that like, I didn't know how to give to myself, but you embodied and demonstrated for me and just like, letting me like guide my own ship and telling me like that I could do it and believing in me and trusting in me. And that was, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so full. (laughs) No, wait, we don't stop. We feel our feelings here. (laughs) Yeah. I just, um, the level of trust that I got to experience with you, um, and for myself has changed me for the rest of my life. Trust um, (laughs) this whole thing has been so deeply connected and just so full (laughs) of healing and trust and trust that like I could heal and that like somebody that I haven't even met in person trusted me to heal. Because I've been told for so long, like, I was too much, I was too sensitive, I was too whatever, like, I needed to be put on this medication, because like, I couldn't do it myself. And to be trusted that I can regulate my, my own nervous system, and that I I can steer my own ship was life changing. Yeah. And, and I mean, that reminds me, I almost totally forgot you, you took yourself with using your own sovereignty, your own self-trust, your own intuitive guidance. You took yourself off of a prescription medication while we were working together. I did. And And how's that going? It's going so amazing. (laughs) I, I had no idea. And I mean, I guess I did like, uh, was on it since I was 11 years old, um, out of like, you know, my, wasn't my choice and to have the, like, to feel the actual like power of my own choice, like with coming off of this. Um, and I feel it within every cycle of, of the moon and of my, my own cycle. And, um, I can feel like, the voice getting louder within my own, my own space, um, because she's not under that control anymore of that medication. She's not under the influence and the, the rigid structure of it. She's free to just be and bleed when she needs. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) And it's been really powerful. And I've like been able to, like, I felt like it's given my, my voice back to advocate for, like, this is what I need right now, because this is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm holding. And I I can only hold this (laughs) with my full, in my full power. And Mm. yeah, (laughs) I'm so freaking proud of you. (laughs) So, um, after going through the holistic trauma healing program, you paid what you paid what would you say is the actual monetary value? Like, would you put a price on it? I mean, it, don't, don't be shy. Like if you, if you feel like it was just right or too much or not enough, like, tell me, I'm just mm-hmm. curious what you feel like the monetary value of the transformation that you've experienced is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, 
when I first like received that the price, um, I remember I had to wait a couple days because I was like, well, that's that's a lot. I um, and I waited till I felt that that deep. Yes. Um, and after having gone through this program, like I I I could have paid more. <laughs> I don't think I could put a price on this program like I it was that deeply transformative and I just like your own like self-love and self-worth it doesn't have a price yeah. it can't have a price yeah no it can't I, you're right yeah I so I, <laughs> I don't really have a, a number <laughs> value because it's only as much as you're willing to invest in yourself yeah and I mean, you, I will say this, I want to acknowledge you for being like all in from day one, yeah. like you were all in, you know, you never, you never like resisted a homework assignment. You never resisted a question. Like you were all in. And I think that shows. I, I was ready to surrender before I even knew what surrender was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like your body was just aching for it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like filling out that questionnaire that in the beginning, like this is like shaking because it was just like, I felt so much was ready to come out and to, to be felt. And I mean, I was feeling it all then. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So I have three more questions for you. Well, they're not really questions. They're like fill in the blanks. (laughs) So if I hadn't done this program, I would still be dot, dot, dot. I'd still be living in my own victim stories. I'd still be living in my own fear loops. Um, I'd still be questioning myself and trying to find external fillers that had no place in filling the void that was there that could only be filled by myself. So doing this work has empowered me to blank. It's empowered me to step into my own power, to step into my, my own control over myself and autonomy. And it's empowered me to surrender and to actually do that from a loving place instead of giving up and no, like to do it from hope. Yeah. So, okay. Actually, sorry. I lied. Fourth, fourth question. Um, so I, I, you brought up not living in your victim story anymore. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, like something I've gotten a lot of flack over is saying that like, perpetrators deserve to heal too. And victims, uh, and victims also, but like everyone deserves to heal, right. Regardless of whether you're a, an abuser or a victim or a perpetrator or a victim, like everyone deserves to heal. And a lot of people, um, you know, have said things like I'm victim blaming, I'm victim shaming, like stuff like that after working with me, cause obviously their context is like what they read on Instagram, <laughs> you know, your context is you have this one-on-one like personal, uh, relationship and experience with me. So at any point, did you feel like I was minimizing like what you had been through and like trying to get you to maybe move past it and just hurry up and forgive your parents and, mm-hmm. 
Like, did you feel that way? Did you feel shamed or blamed as a victim? Or would you say that like recognizing your victim story and then recognizing the power of your own choice has actually created an even bigger life of possibility for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely went into this feeling like life was happening to me instead of for me. (laughs) And um, I felt I didn't once feel like I was being rushed through anything. Um, I felt like I was holding like a hand being (laughs) like walking through it together. And I, I didn't feel rushed and the, the victim stories I had, um, I mean, ultimately helped me move, you know, to where I'm at now. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I really felt like so deeply the shift of what I said of life happening to me and now happening for me. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Last question. This is a fill in the blank too. If I were speaking to a friend who's considering doing this program, here is what I would want them to know. Mm. I'd want them to know that <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere by struggling through this program or resisting through the program. Um, surrender, surrender, surrender. <laughs> um, that's what I've told my friends that I've recommended this to has been, it's like, go into it ready <laughs> to, to, to open, to surrender to the parts that are really scary, <laughs> but are ultimately just parts of you. Yeah. Was there anything that you like, whenever I first like talked to you about it or gave it to you as a homework assignment or something, was there anything that at first glance you were like, nope, nope, this is a fuck. No, can't do it. Nope. Was there anything like anger? The anger ceremony was so (laughs) hard for me. I was so scared (laughs) to do that. And I, I waited a bit after, like, I just remember thinking about like, okay, so how am I going to feel this? Like what, like, and I was just really scared that I'd drown in it. (laughs) I was really scared that I'd drown in it and that I just like, wouldn't be able to resurface. Um, and so I, yeah, that, that ceremony that I did that you helped with the template of, um, that was really fucking scary. And even afterwards, I was like, that, did I do that right? Is it okay if I feel this way afterwards? And it helped lead me into the next really valuable stage of like the grief over it. Um, and I felt like it was <laughs> so fitting, like of just the fear that I was feeling when I went into that ceremony that I just like buried myself under my blankets to have it because that's what felt safe. And like I, <laughs> facing that fear was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great and scary and ugh, it was a lot but that's okay <laughs> mm. I'm so fucking proud of you oh my gosh so proud of you <laughs> yeah I just I just want to witness how you um you just you surrendered. I mean, really, I think of, of all the clients I've worked with and I see like you have surrendered so much, just you surrendered and you surrendered. And just when you thought you were done, you surrendered some more. 
you um, just continually opened and opened and opened and like, yeah, that embodiment of your feminine of, of opening. And I, I even remember like, there was one point when you were like, I think I need another ceremony to express this emotion. And I was like, no, Bryn, just like, what would, what would be possible if you just expressed it in the moment, you know, like what, what if you opened up to it in the moment and you didn't save it for later? And you were like, oh (laughs) yeah, it was the like slack jaw moment of like, oh this is this is what it is that's what we're like talking about like I don't have to do this big whole thing to like feel one feeling like it can just come out when it needs to come out that that day that I remember like when I was really really in that grief um the day that I was at work and um was driving home and I started to cry and I pulled over for myself for the first time instead of just driving home and Mm -hmm. endangering myself I I pulled over and I cried and I cried hard (laughs) and I cried true Mm -hmm. and um I'd like to share the story about um the bees that yeah like happened during this this time um when I had finished that anger ceremony and we were moving on to grief (laughs) and we were doing the grief of the mother and the grief of the father and it's tradition um for beekeepers um like myself to go out to the hive and tell the bees of the loss of the grief that you're experiencing because they're the messengers and the guardians of the spirit realm and of the other worlds and um they'll watch over the family of, um, what, and whatever they're grieving. So I went out and it was a beautiful sunny day on the like third of November, I think. And, um, I gathered flowers for the bees and I sat with them and I told them about like the loss of my parents. And I told them about the grief that I was letting come through and I watched them fly into that in and out of the hive. And um, I watched them also carrying out their dead from the hive. And I remember watching them bringing out these little dying bees and um, laying them in front of the hive because bees are extremely clean and don't like keep any, they're very, very sanitary. One of the most sanitary, pure things we have in nature. And I remember watching that and um, the tears flowed for the for them but it really spoke to what I was trying to do for myself (laughs) the parts of myself I was trying to carry out to keep my own inner gold pure and so I I swept all of them up onto a leaf and I laid them out and um I grieved them I grieved my parents and I went inside and that night um, a frost fell over the land and all of the bees were outside. And so they, the hive died. And, um, I remember feeling so (laughs) just, I, I, I've landed on the bottom. I landed like in the depth, purely. (laughs) And, um, I remember like going outside to, to check on them and the hive was still. And I was overwhelmed with that sadness, but also this, this little golden shimmer of light of, I get to harvest this honey. 
like they they may be gone but i'm i'm harvesting this this honey that they left for me and it came through in that dream um of sometimes when we harvest that light and we want to share it with others sometimes that's not understood and it's not understood how to be received for from those that we want so desperately to give it to but it's still ours and it's still medicine and that medicine of surrendering to it to surrendering to my loss and to my grief and to my medicine <laughs> really like I felt like that experience just totally encompassed <laughs> and like that's how I felt through this entire experience Oh my gosh. I literally was like full body tingling the entire time you were sharing that story. (laughs) Like that is like, I know within my soul and my bones that that is true, you know? And, and the way that like nature showed up for you in this, the way your dreams showed up for you during this, like girl, if anybody on the universe was supported during a healing process, it was you for these last 12 weeks. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> like the universe, like, I mean, I say this a lot and people don't get it. The universe wants us to be well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though she's really not, she doesn't often sugarcoat it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she's very straightforward. <laughs> yeah. 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 The that surrendering of the loss of the hive to have their medicine that I, I took all through, I would take a spoonful a day of that honey. And, um, we didn't sieve out the wax. Um, so I just had the wax too, that I, it, it really did feel <laughs> like, like that medicine of the soul. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the medicine of surrender of letting go and acceptance. <laughs> well, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I'm so proud of you and of the work you've done. And, um, I know I won't be coaching you again this next time around, but, um, you and I are going to work together in the future on some things and I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bren. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. This has been so sacred and (laughs) so special. Likewise, same, couldn't agree more.